Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with Proclaiming the Word of God. Today, I just want to welcome you to the broadcast and say that today this is a word from the Lord. If you will listen to it, and I hope that you will share this with somebody else that uh, needs to hear the word of the Lord. Today, let's go and look in Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. And we're going to jump around in scriptures because there is a word that the Lord wants to convey to his people today. And we're going to um, go to Luke chapter 10. And we're going to skip because there is a word that God is saying to the people from this chapter in the Bible. And let's start reading at verse number one. And it says, After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place where he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers unto his harvest. And then I want you to skip over to verse number 17. And it says, And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Go to verse 21. It says, In that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent, and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it is, seemeth good in thy sight. Go to verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And then jump over to verse 41. And Jesus said, answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. All of this seems like a lot of scriptures, but there is a message behind what God is saying in this chapter unto the church. So the title of this message today is, What a Fellowship, Collectively and Personal. What a Fellowship, Collectively and personal. We see here in this chapter that the Bible starts off in this chapter of Luke. God is talking about commissioning uh, others to do the work besides the apostles that he already has, that he's called out 70 to do the work that he has appointed them 
to do. He's commissioned and he's calling out 70 to go out and to add in addition to the work that the apostles are doing, that there is to be work by those who are followers and disciples of Christ, that they are go are to go out and to evangelize and to help spread this good news about Jesus Christ. There is that call that is on each one of us. In other words, all of us who are disciples, whether we are fivefold ministry gift or not, we have that call to go out and to evangelize and to tell somebody about the good news of Jesus Christ. Your evangelism, your telling about Jesus Christ can come as a fivefold ministry gift, but it can come as a disciple by your relating what God says and by your living as an example unto others. These Jesus called out, he sent them forth and he commissioned them to go out city to city and place to place and he sent them two by two and the reason why he did that is because they were to lift each other up and to help each other along the way and he says he sent them before his face so everything that they would do God is watching what they would do Jesus is beholding and seeing the things that they would do they would be in the face of God they would be in the face of Jesus even though they were commissioned to go to their places to the places that he would send them that he would be there with them in their very presence the bible says where can we go to get away from the lord there is nothing that we can no place we can go that we can get out of the eyes of the lord so just recognize that as you go forth in doing what you are doing for god his presence is there with you he is beholding and he is seeing what you are doing for him and he is enabling you to do what he has called you into doing these 70 were commissioned by God to go forth and do those things that God had told them to do and so they went forward in doing the things that God wanted them to do so God says that the harvest truly is great there's a great harvest that stands before us now and there was a harvest that God was sending them to when he commissioned them to go out he says but the laborers are few the laborers and we're not just talking about somebody who's doing something that is a easy work but labor is hard labor comes by the sweat of your brow labor is painful and so there was a work that God wanted these disciples to do as they went forth unto the harvest as they went forth unto God's harvest who God wants harvest the laborers are few so God is sending workers can you hear God calling you out today to be a laborer in his vineyard to do the work that he has commissioned you to do at this appointed time he says that uh, I want you to go your way so God is sending you a certain way God was sending the disciples a certain way and how is God sending you who is God sending you to this day what is it that God wants you to do on this day for him so he's sending out his laborers he's sending out the 70 and he's sending them out as lambs with his character and his, with his nature he's sending you out as somebody who will not do harm but who will do good 
somebody who needs a shepherd over you. He's sending you out as a lamb, letting you know that as you go forth to do the work for him, the good shepherd is going to go with you. But yet and still with you got the good shepherd with you. You got the power of the almighty God working with you. And he wants you to know that he's sending you out as a lamb, but he's sending you out amongst wolves. So just know that everybody that you go to, everybody that you witness to is not going to act like you with the nature of God, but will act like a wolf. A wolf can be, a wolf has the characteristic of, yeah, taking care of the ones that are around him, taking care of the wounded, but a wolf can also do an attack. So God is sending you out as a lambs, but sending you out in the midst of wolves, but letting you know that the good shepherd is also with you when you are doing the work for him. So he's sending them out and he says, don't be distracted because he tells them in that fourth verse, the good shepherd is going to be with the lamb that he's sending out with the wolves. This is the call to collective ministry because we're talking about what a fellowship collectively and personal. So when God is calling us out to work synergistically and collectively together, he says to the disciples that are going out, he says in that fourth verse to carry neither purse nor script nor shoes and salute no man. By the way, so God says, don't get distracted by what you're doing. Know that I am the source of supply. I am going to be your provision and that I'm going to take care of you along the way. But don't get distracted by man. Keep this straight and narrow course that I have sent you out because there is a great harvest that I want to bring you to. There's a great harvest that I'm sending you out to do. There is labor that I'm sending you out to do. And you are my witnesses so go forth and do what you're supposed to do that's the call that's on us today that's the call that's on us in 2023 as we get ready to cross over lord willing that we get there send you forth send you before my face i send you as lambs and i'm sending you amongst wolves he commissions them that they don't get distracted. And he tells them to go forth and to heal the sick. He's sending them forth to cast out demons. He's sending them forth to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. He's sending them forth to let them know that God of provision is going to be with you. He's sending them forth to let them know that Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, is going to be with them. And he's telling them that in that time that they would dwell in houses amongst men. And that wherever they would go, that they would be worthy of their hire and that they would eat and they would uh, sleep in the places that God would provide and that they would be worthy. The blessings of the disciples would be upon that rest upon that house. Those who would take them in the blessing of the Lord would be there with the people as they would take them in as they were receiving these disciples who were walking and laboring out in the vineyard of God. But then there was also so a rebuke that would come for anybody who would not receive whom God had sent, whom God had sent to them. There would be a rebuke that also would come because God would tell them that they were to shake that very dust off of their feet and that that would be a witness against them. He says that 
in that 11th verse, he says that even the very dust of the city, which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you, notwithstanding. Be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. How is it that the kingdom of God comes nigh unto us each time that we hear the gospel of the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God has come nigh unto you and it is up to you whether you receive or you reject that word of God. If you receive it, the blessings of that word will come upon you. If you reject that word of God, then woe be unto you because you are making a decision to reject what God is saying unto you. The word of fellowship it is to walk collectively together with God what a fellowship it is when we walk collectively so God is God calling you can you hear God calling you from heaven on high can you hear God calling you come out from where you are and do this work that I have called you into doing can you hear a transition taking place in this time and in this day for your life can you hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying unto the church we've been doing business as usual but God is calling us to come up higher. God is calling us to come up higher to see those things that God is commissioning in the earth for us to do in this appointed time. This was the assignment in the day and in the hour of when men were walking with Jesus here on the earth when he was in a bodily form here on the earth. He is transitioning them to be able to walk in this kingdom of God to go forth and to present the kingdom of God as it should be presented unto the earth and he is is walking with them they are in the face of the almighty God hallelujah the presence of the almighty God is with them going forth beholding the work that they are doing leading and guiding them along the way and provision and source of supply is going to be there but he's telling them that anybody who will not receive you shake the dust off of your feet as a witness against them hallelujah there is a great work that needs to be done there is a great work that needs to be done. The Lord of the harvest is calling unto you. Deep is calling unto you. The deep is calling unto the deep. You can hear the voice of God because he is opening up your ears. Can you hear him talking to you? Can you see him moving in the surroundings around you? What a fellowship collectively. The spirit of the Lord is speaking in the earth right now. Can you pick up the sound waves of God? Can you see the movement of God in, in community? Can't you see how the land is groaning? Can't you see how the earth is shaking and trembling? For the sons and the daughters of God to arise. Can't you hear what God is saying to the church? Wake up. Wake up. Stand, arise. God is calling. Can you hear? He's commissioned them to go forth. They went out and they did the work that God called them to do. And then they came back. They came back. They came back to God. And he said, they said, and the 70, in verse 17, he says, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Can't you see it? 
They were excited because they had been successful. They were excited because they had cast out demons. They were excited because they had healed the sick. They were excited. They had worked collectively doing the work that God had called them to do. But then God gives them this message. He says that the 70, they return with joy. They were excited. We're excited when we do things for God. We're excited when we see God in action and working. Even when the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And but this is what Jesus said, because they said they acknowledged him, but they were excited. But God always wants us to have the right perspective when we work collectively in ministry, that when we are doing the work of God, we got to keep a perspective that this is the work of the Lord. We can get excited and we are excited. We want to see ministry grow, but we have to watch how we perceive what we're doing. Because when we get too elated about what happens, we take, God knows that the enemy can come in and we can take our focus off of, off of the work of God and think more so that look what we did. So he says to him, he says, I beheld in that 18th verse, he says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Ah, don't fall from what you're supposed to be doing. This is the work of God. This is God's ministry and we're doing this work for him. He says, behold, I give, I give unto you power. That's what the, that's what the Bible says to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy and nothing shall by many means hurt you notwithstanding in this rejoice not so have your right perspective about what you're doing when we are working collectively for god yes we like to see the good things happen the miracles that are in the bible but don't get so caught up in that you are are being used and that things are happening yes you're being used count yourself worthy that god has called you but he says this he says notwithstanding in this rejoice that the and he says notwithstanding in this rejoice that the spirits are subject unto you but rather rejoice because your name are written in heaven Hallelujah. So we need to get excited. Yes, about the things that are happening, but be excited because you got a home that's made up in heaven for you because you're working on the same side with the Lord in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So we got to have this right perspective. We got to know that God is commissioning us to go out and to do the work in his, and we are in the face of God, that Jesus is beholding what we are doing. We are representing him and he is enabling us to do it, but we got to have the collectively, this right perspective about the work that we are doing.
The next thing that he wants us to see that as we uh, have what a fellowship we have collectively, that we please him in the work that we do. So look at what he says here in verse number 21. You want to be pleasing just like with your parents. How many of us knew what it was to please our mom and our dads? We knew that we were called to please them. And when we didn't please them, we knew that it, at least where, where I grew up, you get rebuked. You get a whooping for, for some things. And some people call that abuse, but we stayed out of jail and things weren't as bad as they are now. But there's a, a, a pleasing that God expects us to do. And when we please our parents, there was a reward that usually came to us when we did things that were right and we obeyed our parents. Amen. Things went well for us. So there's the, in this fellowship collectively, the work that we do as the body of Christ, the work that you do as a witness of God, the work that you do as a layman for God, we, the, our work needs to be pleasing unto God and acceptable unto him. So this is what Jesus said after the, the 70 had come back and he had corrected them in their perspective. I always realize that our perspective must be right. Amen. That this is God's work. And even though he has assigned us to positions, the ministry is still the work of the Lord. He says in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou has hid these things from the wise and the prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. So the 70 that God had called, as God calls you and he calls me, as God calls all of us to the place really of evangelists, whether we are fivefold ministry gift or we are laymen, whether what arena we are in, we are witnesses for him to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. God knew what he was when he was calling you. He knew what he was getting when he was getting you. And God used you because you are a babe in Christ. You are redeemed. He used you. He knew you would stumble sometimes. He knew you would fail, but he knew that as your father, that you would course correct, that he could correct you. He could use you. He could teach you. And he also knew that you would know that this is not your power, that this is him. He didn't choose you. He didn't choose me because you were the elegant. He didn't choose you because you were the one who was most informed. He didn't choose you because you look good. He didn't choose you because you were rich. He choose you because you would obey. Amen. God choose you because he could shape you. He could form you. He could use you for how he wanted to use you. And he says that he, God didn't use the prudent. God didn't use the wise, but God used the babes. So God can use you in this work. What a fellowship we have. God says two by two. Hallelujah. That's why he wants you to stay connected to him. That's why God wants you to stay connected with each other. Hallelujah. Because that's how we lift each other up to be able to do the work of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not. The kingdom of God is on the inside of you. And when God's power 
power illuminates from you. The kingdom of God is going nigh unto the world. That is what God is commissioning and calling us to do. What a fellowship we have collectively and what a fellowship we have personal. So now we've gotten to the collective part, how the body of Christ works synergistically together, how we are to go forth and present the kingdom of God to the world. But then there is that personal relationship that you have to have. And so in this book of Luke, in in Luke chapter 10, he is talking to us on that collective level of ministry. But then he comes back and he speaks to us one on one. And then there's this, um, there is a lawyer that comes to him to tempt Jesus. Jesus always knows when somebody's trying to tempt him, but he asks him a question. Now we get down to the one-on-one. This we've talked about how it is that we operate collectively in ministry. Now let's look at how we are to operate when we are single, when we are by ourselves, when we it's just us as the individual. What is God saying unto the church when it's just us as the individual? He says, this lawyer came to ask him a question. What shall I do to inherit eternal life and I'm in verse number 25 and he says unto him he says unto him what is written in verse 26 what is written in the law how readest thou and he says and he answered and said thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul with all thy strength with all thy mind and with all and thy neighbor as thyself and God and Jesus said unto him, thou hast answered right this do and thou shall live. So that's how we get eternal life. We got to do put God first and then love our neighbor as ourselves. And then he says unto the lawyer comes back and he wants to justify himself and he wants to ask the dumb question as to who is my neighbor and so God wants us to see that recognize this one-on-one and we need to recognize this in our day and time because we've come to a time that we need to recognize who our neighbor is sometimes we think our neighbor is the person who lives on the left and the right of us or in front or in back of us these are our neighbors the people who live in our neighborhood but who is your neighbor your neighbor is 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 mankind that is your neighbor mankind so jesus gives the parable unto them of the goods of the good samaritan and the man who had fallen on the on the uh, way to jericho who had been attacked and then the bible declares that this man was attacked and you can read about this in uh starting at verse number uh 30 of Luke chapter 10 and he fought this man falls on the way of the Jericho road because he is attacked and he's left out there and the Bible claims that a priest comes by and looks on him a Levite comes by and looks on him and then a Samaritan come by and looks on him and when you have Samaritans and Jews in the Bible Jesus had uh, compassion on the Samaritans but the Jewish people didn't always have compassion on them but all of that to say this is that that's the grace and the mercy of God on them, on the Samaritans. It's the grace and mercy of God on us. And so the Samaritan took him in, put him in an inn, paid for his care, and told the innkeeper that he would pay him whatever he needed to pay when he came back. And so this man had fallen amongst thieves. And so Jesus asked a question, and he says unto him, 
He said, he asked the question. He said, he that showed mercy. The question was, which now of these three, that's verse number 36, thinkest thou was a neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves and this is what we're talking about when we're talking about water fellowship and we're talking about it personal God gets all up in your business and get up in my business when it comes to how we treat other people we see that there was great power that was working with the 70 disciples as they went out to do ministry but then there is a great power that also can be hindered when we work behind the scenes and we don't do what we're supposed to do behind the scenes although we can be great in ministry and God using us mightily God wants to keep us on a personal level keep us to the one-on-one where we're treating people the way that they are supposed to be treated amen so he says unto him which one of these saying this unto the lawyer which one of the three thinkest thou was a neighbor unto him that fell amongst the thieves. We all can fall amongst thieves. We all can have troubles. We all can have circumstances that are cause us to fail. And God wants to know behind the scenes when nobody's looking, when nobody sees you as this great evangelist or nobody sees you as this great witness for him, how do you operate behind the scenes? That's what he's trying to teach us here. He says, He that showed, this was the answer, he that showed mercy on him. That was the answer the lawyer gave unto Jesus. And Jesus said unto him, go and do thy likewise. So on a a level of personal, you're supposed to reach out to those who are in need. Take care of those who hurt. How Watch your behavior behind the scenes. If you love God, then you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. So God is teaching us a premise here that it is important when you work for him to do ministry collectively how God says do it. You are in the face of God when you're doing ministry. He is beholding and he sees but all the things that come behind ministry and work that when you don't not in front of the cameras and not in front of people God sees you on a personal level how you live in behind the scenes how you're dealing with people one-on-one God is looking at that as we go forth to do ministry and proclaim the kingdom of God and show forth that the kingdom of God is coming now when the kingdom of God is coming now and you got this kingdom of God working on the inside of you when you are behind the scenes are you walking in the the kingdom of God principles still behind the scenes and then we come to this next part so then it's personal that you live a certain sort of way you recognize that you are carrying God in you and that you are walking in fellowship with him behind the scenes and then God the last part that I wanted to show to you is that you got to stay connected to the word you got to stay connected to the word of God. So there's the story that there is this certain woman who invites Jesus to come into her house. And so he goes to the house of Mary and Martha. And Martha is cumbered about in the kitchen. And we know that this is the, the family of Lazarus as well. So this in this chapter 10, we see that this is life. 
This is life. So we see where God is teaching us on a personal level. He's teaching us about how we are to operate one-on-one with each other, loving our neighbors as ourselves. But there is also life that comes at us. We have to go to work. We have to tend to children. We have to go to school. We have to take care of the yard, take care of the house, pay the bills. We have to take care of aging parents. It is called life. It is called life. We are all cumbered about with life. You see us scurrying about, do, going to and fro, doing these things that God has called us into doing. But God still, there is life. But God is still wanting us to know that even though we do all of these things, even though we do all of these things, we got to stay connected to the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God and with him, all things were created. God spoke into existence those things that he wanted to happen and they came about. We got to stay connected to the word. So here it is that Martha, this is in that 40th verse. You can start reading at about verse 38 of Luke chapter 10. And we see that this is life in display. Martha is here and the Bible says she's cumbered about with many things, but Mary, who is her sister, is supposed to be in there in the natural. We would think she would be in there helping her sister prepare this meal to put on the table. But Martha is in the kitchen cumbered about about many things. We're talking about she's taking care of business. She's taking care of life. You are taking care of business, taking care of your husband, taking care of your wife, taking care of your children, taking care of your job, taking care of your house, taking care of the sick, trying to make ends meet, trying to keep your family protected in this day and time from crying. But this is what Jesus says unto Martha. This is what Jesus says unto Teddy. This is what Jesus says unto you. This is what Jesus said unto me. Because we all can be in the place of Martha. We all can be in the place of Martha and have this mindset of Martha. It's not that she's a bad person. She is not bad, but she is distracted because there is so many things coming at her at one time. Sometimes there are so many things coming to you and I at one time from the left and from the right. We got high gas prices. We got high crime rates. We see governments failing. We see war over, Lord, in the Ukraine. God, there is war out in the land. There's killing in the streets. And Martha is cumbered about with so many things. But Mary is sitting and she's not working right now. She's taking a break to listen at the things of God. And this is what Jesus says to Martha. But it is in the spirit of love. But he speaks a word to her. He says, Martha, Martha, I'm in verse 41. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. He says, but one thing is needful. One thing is needful. Martha had wanted Jesus to tell Mary to come and help her to serve. But Jesus said one thing is needful. In all of those things, you and I, when we take care of our families, when we work on our jobs, when we minister to the sick, when we are doing collective things to help feed people in community, we are serving. We are serving But in order for us not to lose our minds in all of this, in order for us not to 
fail at heart in order for us not to be uh, to have the enemy come in to steal, to kill, and to destroy us. We got to stay connected to the word, which is God, which is Jesus. Stay connected to the word of God. So he says, but one thing is needful. This is what he says to Martha. This is what he's saying to you and to me. This is what he's saying. He says, but one thing is needful. And Mary have chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. We got to stay connected to the word. We got to stay connected to God. We got to keep that fellowship. What a fellowship collectively and personal. We got to stay connected to each other collectively. We got to stay connected to God collectively. But on a personal level, we got to stay connected to God on a personal level. God has to be first. God has to be first. We all been caught up in this thing called life. But when it all boils down to it, we will find that we are shaking, that we are on unstable ground. When we get caught up so much into the things of this world and we are trying to live this life and do these things all these things that we have to do we got to stay connected personal to God amen can you hear him calling you back to him I'm not saying that you've been a bad person I'm not saying that but I'm saying that deep is calling unto deep can you hear the spirit of the Lord Calling you back to him. Hallelujah. Can you hear the spirit of God calling you back to him? Calling you back to him. One on one. Can you hear him saying, love me first. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Stay connected to my word. Stay connected to me. Stay connected to me. Stay connected to me. It's what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Stay connected to me in it all, in ministry. Stay connected to me. Hallelujah. Stay connected to me. Know this is my work. Know that you're serving me. Know that I am beholding and seeing you. Knowing that I have commissioned you for this work. But you got to stay connected to me. I got to be first place in your life. The word has to take preeminence in your life. I want you. I've called you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear the voice of God? Deep is calling unto you. Deep is calling unto you. Deep is calling unto you. Can your spirit hear? Can you hear? Make that course correct. What a fellowship. Collectively. Personally. Individually. God is calling right now. Hear his voice. Hear the voice of the Lord. This has been the word of the Lord for you today. 
And I want you to think about what I said. Meditate upon what God has said to the church. And let it resonate in your heart. Deep calls unto deep. Hear the voice of the Lord. I pray that something that I have said on this day has been a blessing to you. And that you will go forward this day. Knowing that you're called to a fellowship collectively and personally. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, pray this prayer with me. Father, I am in need of salvation. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on the cross and shed his blood for me for the remission of my sins. Father, please wash me in your blood and please save my soul. And if you prayed that prayer and you earnestly believe what you prayed, welcome to the family. You are saved. Amen. Go and connect yourself to a body of people. Go and connect yourself to a body of believers. Find yourself a good church that preaches the word of God and stay connected. Stay connected to the vine. Amen. Amen. I invite you to listen to my podcast, to share my podcast with somebody and tell somebody about Valerie Laurie Ministries. We believe in God for great things to happen in 2022 and in 2023. I pray your strength in the Lord, that you grow in him, that you grow in God and that you hear his voice and you follow his leading. Until we meet again, be blessed and I love you. Thank you for listening and bye bye.